0: Hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the hit, it's time for... Suckatash. Yes, Suckatash, the comedy soundcast soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... soundcast And also interviews with comedians, comedian soundcasters, and other showbiz folk. And now, here's your host, internationally recognized comedy soundcast soundcaster, Mark... Hershog. Mark.
1: Mark Greetings, listener. I'll be your host, Mark Hershon for episode three zero one of Suckatash, the comedy soundcast soundcast, which I'm calling four clips to kick our eleventh year into gear. Yep, eleven years of snipping clips and chatting up folks from soundcasts or from Soundcast adjacent endeavors. If you missed last week's extravaganza for Epi 300, featuring both me and my normally every other weekly co-host Tyson Sainer, literally co-hosting together, we each pulled three clips from the Succotash archives and stitched them together right before your ears to create a triple-sized episode. We included the opening few minutes of the second Succotash Test Show, guest Phil Larnis from Chilpak Hollywood meeting Bill Haywatt, our announcer, in a memorable Boozin' with Bill segment, a clip from 2013, and the Smod Coast Morning Show, which was the first snippet that Tyson ever snipped for Succotash, the first time I ever had Tyson on the show as a co-host, a clip from a soundcast host by Nardwar, the human serviette, and his guest Yap Blanc, a slice from episode one hundred seventy three, during the stretch where Tyson had taken the reins as the full time host for the show, and his guest Hunter Block, longtime fan, friend, and supporter of Suckatash. not to mention the last clip coming from a live Suckatash show from Los Angeles, featuring me, hosting with guest Dana Carvey, his sons Dex and Tom, and Wayne Fetterman. You can get that whole McGilla From our SuccotashShow.com home site, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Audible.com, Amazon Music, SoundCloud, and pretty much everywhere else where Soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded except for Spotify. Why? Well, we're still supporting the whole Neil Young thing. Right? Right. But you know what? That was last week. Now that the celebrations and hoopla around our 300th episode are all over, we plow full steam ahead into year number 11 doing business as usual. I have a quartet of comedy sound castery samplage from Aristotle Full Throttle, Brilliant Observations, the Jan Arden podcast, and the Knuckleheads. There's one misguided call I'll play from our Succotash and Runaway Truck Ramp Status hotline, And the whole kit and caboodle is brought to you from our fake sponsor, Henderson's Pants Disgusting Dungarees. The shit gets real, starting now. First clip out of the bag, if indeed the clips came in bags, is from Aristotle Full Throttle hosted by Aristotle Dreyer, which I was turned on to when we got a note in the tweet sack. Not now, Tweety. From the man himself, which reads, Hey, can you please do me a solid and subscribe or share my podcast? It would really help me out, and I promise it will make you chuckle. couple of emoticons. Thank you, emoticon, unquote. Well, your wish is my command, Aristotle. First, let me get to my phone. Open up the Soundcast app. Huh, they still use the term podcast on this thing. Look up his show. Aristotle Full Throttle. There it is. Click the little check mark and subscribed. And the Full Throttle part is no lie. This guy cranks out the content on a daily basis. On his Twitch channel, initially, which is then ported over to YouTube and then into Soundcast form. Aristotle is a force of nature. I reached into the whirlwind and grabbed a clip from his March 27th episode entitled The Joker Deleted Scene Live Reaction with special guest Travis Thompson. The title refers to a deleted scene from the newest movie featuring Batman called The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson, featuring the Cape Crusader wheeling and dealing with his arch enemy, the Joker, who's imprisoned in Arkham Asylum, to get information on the Riddler. The scene was released shortly after the movie came out, and I have a link up on the blog piece at Suckatashow.com for this episode, so you can go watch the scene on YouTube if you want. Maybe go check it out just before you listen to this clip. It'll certainly give this bit of conversation between Aristotle and his guest filmmaker Travis Thompson a lot more context.
2: All right. Now that was the scene that was deleted from the movie for, I think, good reason. But, I don't. You know. You I if, watched
3: that. I was like, this that should have been in the film. I, oh, before the last thirty-five minutes.
2: Okay. Well, I, I think I don't know. Like, I was. I think that it almost, if you were going to cut something. That might have been something to cut for sure. Okay. But,
3: but hear me on hear hear me out. Yeah. Scrap the whole third act. Scrap the the flooding and the bombs and all the bullshit. Yeah. All right. Add that scene in earlier on in the film. Focus the final climax on highlighting the real contrast between the Riddler and Batman. Mm-hmm. Something that he has every reason to uh, be afraid of confronting. Mm. Um, I love the the really putting a pin in the idea that he he probably does to some degree, as the audience I think does feel that the people being murdered and throughout the film do deserve yeah. it to some very real extent. And and you really can you could have such a powerful final confrontation between the Riddler and Batman, mano a mano similar to the interrogation scene, right. but without the kind of what I thought was a contrived, I plan to get caught the whole time <laughs> kind of twist. The bad guy always plans to get caught. right? And and you can have that cathartic moment we were alluding to earlier where the Batman is forced to kind of confront some of his choices in, in a really powerful n- scene that doesn't require any action, doesn't require a big set piece. Yeah. And for me, that would have been so much more Poignant and powerful in the context of the film
2: I mean my favorite movie of all time is arguably I can argue with myself about it the uh, silence of the lambs mm. and that was a very 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 uh, even Ange in the comments says red dragon vibes yes uh, studio 8h says who is playing the Joker leto actually <laughs> no not this time actually uh, yeah. it's what's his name uh, Barry Keon is playing the Joker this time uh, what did you think about the look of the Joker this this interpretation because he looks like a
3: clown. I I uh, I loved it. I, I thought that performance was incredible. I yeah. think if them, as an actor, I would have been really disappointed to have that scene cut. Yeah. And those what, what I don't know how long that was. Was that four minutes or so? Three minutes? It was Something? about four minutes. Four yeah. minutes. you kind of could have stolen a lot of the picture in those four minutes. I think. Yeah. And and ah, man, I, yeah, I, I think I, I loved it. Yeah. I realized that in the context of a three hour film that needs to get cut. Yeah. But you didn't have to be a three hour movie to begin right. with, right?
1: That's just a sample of Aristotle Full Throttle. Again, catch that deleted Batman scene on YouTube. I thought the guy playing the Joker, Barry Coogan, did a great job. And I would have liked to have seen that scene in the movie, even if Aristotle wasn't that into it. And go ahead and catch Aristotle Full Throttle, well, pretty much everywhere. Probably open the front door. He'll be standing there, just talking at you. Next up is Brilliant Observations. Borrowing from the About section on their webpage over at PodPage.com, the show is about real friends and is real funny. They also swear a lot. The description goes on, quote, Join us for unscripted, uncensored, and definitely unsuitable for work comedy conversation about relationships, marriage, friendship, sex, hope, parenting, and prospering at midlife. It's like grabbing a weekly cocktail with your favorite girlfriends for a candid look at life that lifts you up as it pulls you in. From religion to porn to money, fears, our bodies, our brains, secrets, failures, food, family, and finding your path, almost nothing is off limits except politics. Gross. Longtime friends Melissa Brilliant and Amy Fugazi overshare about everything with the love and trust that only comes from a lifetime of being there for each other. So, cut through the fake friends who try to glamorize all the BS masquerading as midlife. We're the bawdy, brutally honest best friends you never knew you had, unquote. Our clip hails from their epi 241, The Slap Meets the Toe, which dropped earlier this month. The hosts kick around the slapping incident from the Oscars, but then Melissa sidetracks into a vivid description of a personal issue she's having with one of her toes, and Amy is a bit grossed out. As was I, as you will be, I'm sure. Listen to this.
4: Uh, This week, though, I have to say, yes, was a slightly traumatic week. Do you ever walk into things? (laughs) I kick. Hi, my name is Amy. (laughs) (laughs) I kick the bottom of my bed, my metal furniture. Great
5: and vast many things. Usually,
4: right after a pedicure, right? Mm. I oh, you just. Yeah, yeah. You kick the dresser because yeah. you yeah. turned around, or you try to not no. kick the dog no. by tripping over. every time. Every time. Uh, so, uh, or the dog will come and go. Hi, mommy, love you. Step on your toes. And right after the manicure. So yeah. I, I uh, I've had a couple of toe traumas. You drop a, a cleat or something, and it hits right at the wrong spot on the wrong angle. And uh, I had a loss of a toenail. Ew. And by loss, oh, I mean ew, 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 it was like ew, a door ew, that opened ew, up.
3: No,
4: no, 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 no. Dear John Buchanan, if you thought dogs eating their own eye boogies were bad, ew, I had an incident stop, this stop week. It, stop it, stop it.
2: Oh say, can you see?
4: So you know your ew, toenail. Ew. <laughs>
2: it's only attached in three
4: places, right? The top of your toenail. The top of your toenail <laughs> attaches to nothing. Where, where
2: and then nose? there is two is
4: sides and a bottom that oh attach Jesus. to your skin. What did you kick?
2: <laughs> Were you talking about Jada Pinkett Smith's hair again?
4: Well, I did got Did Will kicked?
2: come and rip your toenail off?
4: Well, so, so gross. it turns out that because I go from pedicure to pedicure, I might not have realized that I had a hint of toe fungus going on underneath there. What? And the trauma that I No no that I absorbed several times. No 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 no. Those three places of contact. I'm gonna stop you right there. We're down to one place of contact. Stop, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. And like a door on a hinge. No we're talking.
5: She won't listen. You're gonna have to stop. You're gonna have to stop talking about I'm gonna talk to you right now about fungus!
4: Peekaboo opened the nail to the bed underneath and I (laughs) I spent seven hours doing exactly what Amy is doing right now.
2: (laughs) Did you you do this in the chair with the soup water underneath you so that you had? No, I didn't get the pedicure. I didn't get the pedicure.
4: I had an old pedicure on my feet and a flap of a toenail (laughs) (laughs) with just, you know. Pussy bed underneath. It was really bad. It was really, really bad. What
5: kind of monster are you?
4: <laughs> so I'm like,
5: what kind? I said I'm what disgusting. Kind? Are I have a,
4: a toe fungus, kind? and I got super judgy of a toe fungus because that to me is a sign of filth. And I'm a yes. super clean human.
5: No, you're not. Look at your feet. No, you're not. That ship has sailed, Jeremy. So, you're gross.
4: So that's
5: gross. Your husband is in the biz. So and this is what happens to you. What are you, a diabetic? How do you not know the
4: other what the thing, fuck is happening right. with your fucking feet? So here's the other thing, right? Uh, oh God. You know, when you like have a little crack in your fingernail and you get caught on every sweater and you get caught. on. <laughs> so picture that as your flap of a toenail when you go to put on pants and there's just a Flapping in no, the wind, no, 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 because no, it is no, still no. attached on one third of the three. Uh huh. Uh huh. Why? Why? So here's here's what happens. I I call the p- p- podiatrist, which is really what oh I thought Jesus, super Lord old heaven. people do. You know, no. I think my mother goes every other month to get her toenails cut, and I laugh at her at because, the podiatrist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. Why? What's wrong Well, I don't know. It,
4: obviously, it's fucking genetics, and it's about to take over this person, pointing to I still to don't myself.
5: understand how you could have had decorative lacquer applied yeah. to your carefully sculpted
1: feet.
4: Yes. And no one noticed no. the evil that lurked beneath. Correct.
1: It. Check out Brilliant Observations dropping weekly in all of the usual Soundcast download destinations Or you can visit our home site at succotashshow.com and click on the link to their show in our blog. We also have their Twitter feeds linked there too, so go there for all your needs. All right, next up, a word from our sponsor.
0: Friends at Henderson's Pants, we recognize America's, nay, the world's love for a good pair of blue jeans. Comfortable, casual, and another C-word I can't think of just now. But most of the blue jeans on the market today are just so much overhyped, acid-washed, distressed, low-hanging, ill-fitting, poor excuses for denim that Henderson's has reintroduced a true classic, the 100% dungarees. Just like the rough and ready trousers worn by our company's founder, Jebediah Henderson, back in 1827, these dungarees are made from 100% real dung. Through a unique patented process, manure from 17 different species, including water buffalo, sloth, and rhinoceros, is synthesized into the most durable fabric ever to come from feces. So durable, in fact, that there's no punishment these pants can't stand up to. And they'll do it standing on their own. You know, people write in to ask us all the time, quote, How do you get rid of the smell of shit? Well, never mind that kind of language isn't fit for proper business communication, let alone the intranet. The answer is simple. We don't. In the words of old Jebediah himself, If the pants didn't smell like dung, what's the point of making them out of dung? Back in the 1800s, people only thought of Henderson's 100% dungarees as only being fit for the farm. But nowadays, of course, with the entire world knee-deep in doo-doo, whether it's the boardroom or in the classroom, from Wall Street to Main Street, anywhere's the place to be in your flagrantly fragrant Henderson's dungalicious 100% dungarees. Originally designed for the farmer in the dell, demons in hell and Batman smells, Robin laid an egg, batman automobile lost a wheel and the joker got away this is a lot of shit you know that if i didn't need this job that's henderson's makers of fine trousers and pantaloons since 1827 and now back to succotash
1: our next clippage comes from a soundcast that originates north of the u.s border in canada The Jan Arden Podcast is hosted by its namesake, who is a singer, songwriter, and actor. She's also a writer. She has a couple of ballads she's known for, Could I Be Your Girl, and Insensitive. She's had more than 10 albums and has appeared in a bunch of TV shows. Her show, The Jan Arden Podcast, is not really a comedy soundcast per se, but she's got a great sense of humor, and this clip is from an episode that dropped just last week on April 15th featuring comedian Rick Mercer. Rick's also an actor, author, and political satirist, but he and Jan get into his new comedy tour that he's just setting off on. The first since COVID restrictions dropped.
5: Okay, well, since we're talking about comedians and parking meters, Caitlin Green, I'm throwing to you because we have questions to ask you. We probably feel like you've been inundated with your opinion on certain things, but Caitlin, go. So I'm putting it on her.
2: Rick knows okay. what I'm going to ask. It, the 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 slap as a stand up comedian, kind, you know, and and you someone who tours and is funny for a living and is not going to shy away from a controversial topic here and there. What the heck was that?
6: Well, <laughs> like- there's a whole bunch of things. There's a whole bunch of things. For starters, uh, I will say it wasn't a very good joke, and I'm sure Chris Rock, when he lies in bed, and lies awake in bed at night, going over this. He The first thing in his head is like, I wish it was a better joke. But ultimately, (laughs) because it wasn't a good joke, but ultimately it shouldn't matter whether it was a good joke or a bad joke or an offensive joke or anything. You can't go punching people or slapping people in the face. And it was just a very unhinged situation for one person to slap another person in the face like that. Two grown men is unhinged, but to do it on live television at the Oscars on a global broadcast is unhinged unhinged times 200. So it was a a scary situation. I don't think there's necessarily, I don't know what the consequences are. It was just incredibly bizarre. and A lot of people are very upset, of course. Uh, You know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote this scathing, scathing piece that was just devastating, uh, I'm sure to Will Smith, because he really took him to the woodshed. It was just devastating. Uh, And that was from his position uh, as a black man uh, in the, sports and entertainment world. You know, a lot of people are upset for a lot of different reasons. It was all just very weird. It's just so unhinged. It's never happened before. It's unprecedented.
5: Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it, a lot of people were so triggered by behavior that, first of all, they thought it was a joke, right? Oh, this is all set yeah. up. So there is yeah. that one, 1,000 1,000. Was this some yeah. kind of a joke? And then anyway, it was, It it's so hard when a person sh- sort of shows them a part of themselves that you didn't know was there. But I mean, yeah. I always loved Will Smith. I was one of those people I just thought he was the cutest, funniest, and I loved his action movies and um
6: Yeah, and he's a giant superstar. You know, his superstar. book. He wrote a memoir uh this past year, year and a half. And his book was a it was a juggernaut. Like it sold so many copies. People are really fascinated with him. And I was really amazed because I know movie stars can sell books, but he he just dominated the New York Times for a, for a long, long time. So there's a real fascination. And it's obviously going to have an impact on his career because he hasn't broken any laws or anything, in theory. But I can't see people, like if he wanted to go out and raise money for a big family comedy, I don't see people saying okay and you'll be the wacky dad who adopts five children I don't see that happening <laughs> it's uh, yeah
5: well the cancel culture is not my favorite thing I, in the in the new world that we're in I believe in forgiveness I believe that people do make rash decisions I mean God knows I've said some stupid things in my life and some really offensive like things that come up on Twitter that Oh yeah, and Jan Arden said this in two thousand seven, and they'll screenshot oh, yeah. it. And I just I'm like, oh god, why did I type that out? Why did I do that? I and I I would like to think that people would say, well, that was a long time ago, and Jan has you know evolved.
1: Yeah, she's evolved. The Jan Arden podcast is available pretty much everywhere, but is an iHeart Radio original. Side note, Succotash is also available on iHeartRadio, but is a Succotash patch original, I guess. Our last featured soundcast this episode is going to be a little challenging for you to find out there in soundcast land. It's called the Knuckleheads Podcast. Easy enough. That's all run together with no spaces. The Knuckleheads Podcast. That will be helpful. Because there's another Knuckleheads podcast that's a sports-oriented show hosted by NBA vets Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. It's been out there for a while, so that's mostly what put, comes up. But here's what else comes up. There's the Knucklehead Chronicles hosted by Terry Little. There's a Spanish language soundcast called Knuckleheads hosted by Enrique Calavera. The Knucklehead podcast with Dom Vitali. The Knuckleheads MMA podcast with Tim Jose, and Lee, Knucklehead Hour with Hayden Davis and friends. Then there's shooting from the Lip by the Five Knuckleheads, Cement City Chatter hosted by Three Knuckleheads from Midlow, and there's also the Knucklehead Media Group, which produces soundcasts like the Sales Prescription Podcast and Expert-ish Podcast. Compared to all of those, this Knuckleheads looks like there are only 20 or so episodes, So it's a bit harder to get it to come up in a search. Now on Apple Podcasts, the numbers for the episode I clipped was listed as 411, 411. So I don't know, maybe they had a hosting service go down on them and they lost a bunch of back episodes. I I really don't know why it's so hard to find. And to that, trying to find a legit website, that was impossible as well. So I was really flailing. I found them on Podbean which I don't think is their home site. Anyway, sorry guys, I did the best I could. I also couldn't really catch the host names. I, They're not listed anywhere. I listened to the opening of the show like eight times and it sounds like somebody named Fanboy and somebody named Potato. That can't be right. And there's supposedly three hosts by the logo to the show and some sort of fourth weird thing, I, character. I don't know. It's kind of confusing but it's 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 very funny uh it's just difficult to find and you're not sure who you're listening to but here's the apple podcast description of the show this should help the knuckleheads podcast is a weekly podcast based in brooklyn new york offered on podbean apple podcast and anywhere you listen to podcasts the knuckleheads are three guys in a room see there's the three guys thing again three guys in a room talking everything under the sun Authentic, real, funny, and not PC, the best podcast you never heard of. That is for sure. Welcome to the conversation, unquote. So you're going to have to do some digging to learn more, but here's a clip from part of their lively voting on which cereal should top the Mount Rushmore of breakfast cereals.
7: The cereal mm-hmm. was KFC cereal.
8: What the and fuck? they
7: were like, what the hell is going on? And this that's what started the massive cereal debate on Hot 97 talking about gross cereals, good cereals, uh, they have a chicken and waffle cereal. Are they, um, are they
8: savory? Like uh, KFC would be, is it savory? Like uh, Chex Mix? So
7: this is where the conversation went because they're like, hey, if it's, does you eat it with milk or do I eat it like Chex Mix? Because that that's what they were trying to figure out on the show. Because they're yeah, like, yo, if it's salty, why the fuck do I want that?
8: Yeah, have like the seven herbs and spices and things like that. <laughs> like, I can live with that as a, as a a Chex Mix style, but I wouldn't call it fucking cereal.
7: So like, KFC introduced a cereal-crusted fried chicken.
8: What the fuck is it made with? Because they, if, if, if they're little like regular puffs that look like chicken parts and maybe they got like cinnamon sugar on them, yeah, whatever, fine. It's a KFC-themed cereal, but if these motherfuckers busted the seven herbs and spices on that, I don't call that cereal.
7: I'm trying to find the back of the box. It looks like brand flakes, but I I can't I can't actually find it for sale. That's
8: <laughs> because it's fucking uh, No one
7: wants to stock this shit. Yeah,
8: it's so terrible. Uh
7: but anyway, so the main thing was that's what started the debate, and then Kentucky one of the guys fried like
8: fried cereal right yeah. on
7: the box. Then then one of the guys is like, yo, what the fuck is Chex Mix? And then they got into that argument. Um so let's start with. Let's start with which cereal must be eliminated. So this I have two of the same type of thing, but they're just different. Uh, so, you ready?
8: All right, All right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna ruin my childhood.
7: Which cereal must go? Corn Pops. Uh huh. Rice Krispies. Oh. Or Chex. Which Chex? This looks like plain. But which one do you love?
8: I love Rice Krispies.
7: No, no, out of the Chex. Wh- which one of those do you really love?
8: Oh, they're all fucking Chex is... is always fucking good. All this, they're apples. The frosting, so whichever your chocolate. favorite
7: checks is, that's the one on the list.
8: <laughs> all right, that one might be a little bit easier. It might have to be Corn Pops because when I eat Corn Pops, they uh, I burp them back up and I can taste so them. Corn so Corn Pops got to go? Yeah.
7: That's easy for me. It's fucking Rice Krispies.
8: Ah, come on, man! Rice
7: Krispies. As a cereal, it's garbage. Like, get the fuck, get your packing peanuts ass out of here. (laughs) I like
8: packing peanuts. That shit is garbage. No hell, it's not garbage, but in comparison.
7: All right, rules of the game are simple. If you have to live without one, so forty-four percent voted for Chex. Forty percent voted for corn pops, and sixteen voted for Rice Krispies. Sixteen. Chex
8: has at least ten different fucking varieties. So no, but isn't
7: that isn't that good? Cause that means sixteen percent of people voted that Rice Krispies got to go, so Chex loses. No.
8: Oh, okay, yeah, uh, the other way around.
7: So this one's easy for you. Um, I already know which one you're gonna pick: Tricks, Apple Jacks, or Fruity Pebbles. Oh.
8: Tricks, Apple Jacks. Fruity
7: Pebbles. Yeah, you're gonna fucking pick Fruity Pebbles, gotta go.
8: Yeah, probably, yeah, because those things, those are, that's fucking, uh, color packing peanuts right there. It, make, it makes you shit fucking funny colors.
7: And Apple Jacks, I, I don't give a fuck. I, I could get rid of Tricks on that list.
8: Yeah, I, I could definitely double down and get rid of Tricks, but Applejacks is, Applejacks is good because the, the big box is always cheaper.
7: Alright.
8: Here's the big one
7: Cap'n Crunch, mm-hmm. Cocoa Puffs, Sugar Crisps.
8: What's got
7: to go? Or One's got to go. This was actually hard, but I, w- I would get rid of Cocoa Puffs.
8: i get rid of Captain Crunch. What? <laughs> Captain Crunch is good, but when you eat too much of it, it tastes weird after a while. It
7: tastes oily. Yeah.
8: yeah. Like, as an oil slick in the bowl, like, a lot of times I've already Captain Crunch, <laughs> I wouldn't drink the milk because it, it fucking something. like. You're going to drink it and then
7: it. spin out like it's a yeah. ball. It's like, whoa.
8: Yeah. Yeah, and sugar smacks always. Sugar smacks smack you back.
7: Those, yeah. Sugar smacks. The older you get, the better sugar smacks taste.
8: I have had sugar smacks and Jesus Christ.
7: And sugar so, smacks is another cereal that you you don't even need milk. You could just eat that shit and it's delicious, mm. like yeah. golden grams.
8: And and I think I think most chocolate cereals taste good because you throw chocolate on anything and pretty much tastes fucking good. So
7: sixty seven percent of people got rid of sugar crisps. What <sighs> the
8: oh, fuck, dicks
7: two hundred and thirty six thousand votes
8: i don't think that enough come on it's got the bear on it bro It's was a frog fucking frog
7: bro you shithead all right raisin bran frosted mini wheats or cornflakes
1: that again is the knuckleheads podcast all run together no spaces one of the Knuckleheads podcasts. I didn't didn't want to spoil the final outcome of the voting for the Mount Rushmore of Cereal, so now you have to track them down to learn how it all came out. We did have one call into the Succotash and Runaway Truck Ramp Status Hotline this week. I am not sure that the caller has the right number.
0: Hey Gilberto,
7: how are you doing? This is Christian, I'm giving you a call from LA Fitness, just wanted to reach out to you to let you know that you do have a half a month membership pass with us that still has yet to be activated. Once you activate the pass, you're going to have full access to our gym for half a month. If you have any questions regarding it, you'll have a, you, know, you can always give me a call back here at LA Fitness in Van Nuys, ask for Christian and I'll be able to help you out. Or just uh, show up to we finish here and, um the one in Van Nuys location. I'm oh, sorry, give us a call back at 818-988-7411, and I'll also be able to help you all like that. Have a good rest of your day. I hope to hear from you soon.
1: Bye. Gosh, I hope they're not waiting on pins and needles for us to get back to them. If you would like to give the hotline a jingle, it's right there waiting for you at 1-818-921-7212. All right, Tweety, now you can come out of the Tweet Sack. That a birdie. Let's get a look at the kind folks that have popped out at Suckatash Show, our handle, into their socials in the past week or so. Rose Spitznoggle, my favorite name so far this week. The Jock Doc Podcast. Dad the Gamer. Huge Cutie Bat. Salty Language Pod. Misfit Scully. John S. Rennie. Wayne Fetterman. Block, Fascination Street, Richard Badger, The Legal Geeks, Colorado Martini, Sammy J 89, Dr. Collision, Combat Radio, I Shake My Head with Lisa and Sam, Guitar Sun Cat, Kevin Wait 70, Married Crazy and Podcasting, DAPF Pod Annalise, Phil Larness, Matt Knudsen, T.T. Marine, Kate Brunt, Minnie Kyle, Martin Olson, Linda Bunzel, and our old buddy Jabs of the D-Head Factor. It's an easy way to get yourself a free plug. Just remember to put our at show handle in your Twitter and or Instagram feeds. And if we see it in there, we'll say it out here. Tyson Saner will be with you for episode 302 next week, heading your way via this very same feed. I'll be back with episode 303 after that, but until I return, if you're rollerblading down a super steep hill and you happen to whiz by an old man making his way painfully up the hill who gestures frantically for you to stop, which you do, and he points to your earbuds and asks if you're listening to anything good, won't you please pass the succotash?
0: You've been listening to Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast with your host, Mark Pershing. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and imagine your company's name right here. Rate us and review us at Apple and Google Podcasts. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, and wherever fine soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded. Follow us on twitter and instagram at Suckatash show like us on facebook email us at m-a-r-c at succotash show.com or call into the succotash skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. 818-921-7212. That number again is
1: 7212
0: You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us using our direct upload link at hightail.com u slash Succotash. is produced and engineered by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Osolito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is... Kenny Durgis. Succotash is executive produced by Mark Hershot. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the succotash goodbye. This has been a -a Succotash Patch production.